0: My name is Dawn Fisk, your host of Life Coaching on the Move. Welcome along. This is just an add-on at the beginning uh, because I recorded uh, this week's episode um, and since recording it I have now put into the diary the start of a seven-week program. So this is just a quick uh, little note to let you know that as of Wednesday, 3rd of June, this Wednesday coming, if you're listening to this real time, I am starting a seven-week coaching, group coaching via Zoom, Confidence and Life Skills Programme for up to 8 people, small groups so that it's friendly and non-threatening. It will be every week, every Wednesday at 7.30pm until 8.30pm every Wednesday evening. However, the thing to say to you is this is going to be an ongoing thing. I'm going to run numerous ones of these on different days, on different times. Um, So this is just the launch of it. So, if you would like to take part in a seven-week Confidence and Life Skills group coaching Zoom class with me, no matter what date you are listening to this, drop me an email now Um, My email address is dawn at milestone-coaching.co.uk. At the moment, it is £70, that's UK sterling, which equates to just £10 per session, which is an absolute giveaway. Um, It's just slightly more than a, a couple of cups of coffee but it is life-changing. We are covering all sorts of topics, changing your negative thinking patterns, getting you to move forward, getting you to overcome self-doubt, low self-esteem, getting you to focus on the controllables, getting you to take control, getting you to take risk, getting you to overcome negativity, uh, stop worrying about what other people think about you, to stop comparing yourself with others, to stop putting yourself down, etc., etc., etc. It's fundamentally life-changing and by the end of the seven weeks program your future will look very different much much better um uh, much more fulfilling much better mental health etc etc in just seven weeks for just 10 pounds per week irrespective of when you're listening to this the program will be available and it may or may not be that day of the week or that time that is 7 30 p.m uk time so if you're abroad that's fine you can still take part and you just adjust the time frame and adjust the um, currency, and you'll work it out for yourselves. But you're still very, very, very welcome. Um, And you just need to drop me an email, dawn at milestone-coaching.co.uk. Register interest, let me know if there is a day of the week that is preferable for you, because I am prepared to do these potentially on Saturdays as well if you're working and for other times of the day. So that's the way to get involved and get something out of me that's much more achievable financially than one-to-one. If, however, you would prefer tailored one-to-one coaching, equally drop me an email and that too is available to you. But the group coaching um, has been so popular that I've decided to run it um, standard and ongoing now to fulfill demand. Plus, everybody's doing everything on Zoom, so it makes it much more um, normal uh, in today's um, n- n- real uh difference with the COVID-19. If COVID-19 isn't a reality when you're listening to this in 2021 or whenever, don't worry, this will still be going on. So I'm really, really looking forward to meeting you and potentially working with you. Now, I'm so sorry to have interrupted that. I'm going to now crack on with this week's episode of Life Coaching on the Move. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, welcome to Life Coaching on the Move. I'm your host, Dawn Fisk, life coach, trainer, speaker, YouTuber and podcaster. Uh, I'm on a dog walk, as you can hear. Beautiful morning. Um, so bear with me with the bird song and my footsteps, um, but it's when I'm most creative. I'm out here and I wasn't even planning to record this morning, but a thought came to my mind and I decided to to be spontaneous and go with it because it just seemed right welcome along Uh, there are lots and lots of previous episodes if you want to revert back to the uh, back catalogue on all sorts of tips and techniques and changing strategies and and ways to improve your thinking more than anything so I'm going to just launch straight into this actually this morning um because it's spontaneous, I'm just gonna go with it. So today I'm talking about, um, again, about your thoughts, and I do not apologize for that, uh, because it is so, so important if we get the thoughts um, right, and by right, I don't mean that judgmentally, I mean, if we get helpful thoughts, uh, encouraging thoughts, uh, that's how we'll feel. I was working with a young person yesterday um, and I love working with young people. I love working with the under 25s. Don't get me wrong, I love working with anybody actually because um, I genuinely love seeing change and improvement in. watch them evolve and watch them progress. It's just so, so humbling and fulfilling and rewarding. But particularly with youngsters, and I think it's because I relate to them, Uh, But young people who are struggling with confidence and self-esteem particularly, because that was me. I was so, so like that when I was young. So shy um, and self-doubting, nervous, held myself back, um, terrified of what others thought of me, always overthinking things, always anxious wouldn't let myself do anything really wouldn't, wouldn't get up and dance at a wedding or didn't go partying or clubbing or because I didn't think I could dance I still don't think I can dance I'm still right about that but I will do it now because I don't care anymore what others think I'm comfortable with making a fool of myself but I've never pushed myself forward when I was young um, I'm not much of a, an adrenaline junkie in terms of heights or you know climbing things or parachuting or even water I don't like white water rafting or anything and would always always hold myself back actually I've just remembered I was once sent on one of these outward bound courses for work team building type things Um, I was sent on numerous ones but I remember one and uh, we had to with these outside trainers one of the activities we had to do was upsail down the side of a I think it was a slate mine, something like that in Wales. And it was a sheer cliff edge that you had to kind of go over with your harness on and then upsell down into this. <laughs> and there was a group of us and I, I actually burst into tears. How mortifying in front of the whole group. I felt sick. I was terrified and I point blank refused to do it. I was so scared. I was beside myself with terror. The thought of going off the edge backwards I just couldn't do it and I point blank refused and so in front of the whole group I was allocated the task of carrying all the equipment down slight public humiliation but I was safe and actually I saw that as a huge relief but when I think back on that now I think would I do it differently if I had my time over again would I push myself I suspect I would because since then I've done as I've shared with you various things the highest zip wire in the world i did in new zealand apparently so they advertise it as Um, i've done the fastest zip wire in the world in um snowdonia um i did white water rafting on holiday with a group of friends recently and the kids and they they booked it and peer pressure i made myself do it and actually i loved it i think it was the highlight of that holiday for me um, I did the flying trapeze on a holiday once and I loved it, even though I was beside myself with fear my kneecaps were quivering. But I didn't want to um, teach my then young son of about five or six to be fearful. Um, so as a parent, you kind of override things sometimes and mask how you're feeling. You don't want to put it onto the children. So actually, it's quite a good thing. Um, so... When I'm working with young young people uh, who are struggling with their confidence, struggling with their self-belief, I think I just totally relate to it. And it excites me because I know that they can improve. I know they can grow. I know they can believe in themselves. I know they can learn strategies. I know they can come out of this, what felt like when I look back, a kind of self-inflicted prison. I, I held myself back. I kept myself trapped. And Did it feel good? No, it felt awful. Um, Did it feel safe? Yeah, it felt, I suppose, safe, but it felt um, imprisoned, I suppose. It felt like I was trapped by my own worries and my own mind. And the person I was working with yesterday was, was saying so many of the things that I relate to. Um, that she overthinks she over everything she beats us, so she's okay in the moment she'll have a laugh with others about herself and you know be laid back and um, not take herself too seriously but straight afterwards she then overthinks it and over analyzes it and it hangs around and she'd love to do a bit more running but um she worries what people will think of her if she sees anybody what they'll think about what she's wearing what they'll think about her running ability everything that she does she overthinks worries angsts and i get that i relate to that that's how i used to be um, but i know i absolutely know firsthand that each and every one of those aspects can be worked on and unlearned and changed so no matter what age you are now if there are things in your mind that you do or you feel or you think that's not helping you know now that that absolutely can be changed at any point you're never too old that's another question I'm asked am I too old to change absolutely categorically no because half the battle is being aware of it, the other half is choosing to do something about it. Um, so what, what I was thinking for today though, the key message I was thinking for was, what, how do you describe yourself? How do you define yourself? Um, I, my alarm bells always ring when a client says, I'm X, Y, and Z, um, because they've labeled themselves. Um, and I know, especially when it's negative, that they're much, much more than that. I'm, I, yeah, but I'm depressed. Yeah, but I'm, can't because I'm diabetic. Um, I can't because I'm... And what do you want to be defined by? Because you are far, far more than that label. Far more. I, um... Uh, Was very, very sick a few years ago with um, a very rare blood disorder called, uh, well, it's a very long name, Um, uh, thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, something like that. It's been such a long time since I've even said it that I've forgotten it. Um, But basically it's TTP, that's how everybody says it, Uh, who knows about it and not many people know about it because it's incredibly rare. I'm um, in a horrible, horrible illness, but anyway um and there is a website a support website of other people around the world who have suffered or whose relative and loved one is suffering from ttp um, when it is a great resource and it's a great support um, and answers lots of questions and is very encouraging. But what I noticed on there once or twice? is um, we or there's a tendency to call people TTPers. Um, or maybe I've dreamt that, I'm not sure. But anyway, um, her, you know, hope you're staying safe, all your TTPers and things like that. Um, maybe I've referred to myself as that in the hospital when we go for checkups, uh, which I do every year. Um, and I realise I don't want to be defined. I'm much, much more than that. Um, I, yes, uh, that is a reality. Yes, that is, uh, a disease that I suffered from and kind of live with all my life. Um, well, it's there in the background, hopefully only as a memory and it doesn't, um, flare up, but potentially anyway, but I'm much, much more than that, I'm much more than that. I'm a million things more than that. um, So I no longer call myself that. Um, I don't want to define myself as that. I don't want that to be the overriding thing in my life because it isn't. It was a time and it's an illness, but we all get ill at one point or another. Um, We will all suffer from something, big or small, um, long or short, um, mild or dangerous. You know, that's part of life. Uh, that there are illnesses out there for each and every one of us and injuries, but it doesn't define us. So when I hear people define themselves as, "I'm no, I can't do that because I'm anxious, I'm depressed, um, uh, well, no, I couldn't send my work because I'm a perfectionist, um, I'm, you know, those sorts of things. No, 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 you're not. You might sometimes suffer from it, but you're much more than that, and you can change it. You're suffering from depression at the moment. Other people say, I'm unfit, or I'm obese, or um, those sorts of things. No. You know, most things are in our control. We can change either how we view them and how we label ourselves, or we can do something about it um, but once we define ourselves by that, we've resigned ourselves to it and we've given into it. We've accepted it. it and part of that label is acceptance. Um, and there's so, so much more to life than just that one label. So, what I'm wondering now, as you listen to this, is how do you define yourself? Um, and is it helping you? Is it actually what you want to be known for? And as, um, because if it isn't, then it can be changed. You suffer from some anxiety, but you're working on it. You're, um, you've sometimes been a perfectionist, but you're working on just making progress with your work. Uh, rather than a perfectionist that holds you back no I can't try that because I'm a perfectionist and I wouldn't do it right so I'm not going to do it that holds you back no I won't go on a little jog or an exercise class because I'm um, unfit and obese well that's going to hold you back Um, those sorts of labels therefore then shut the door to other opportunities because you've labelled yourself and resigned yourself to that reality um and you don't need to. So, yesterday when working with this young person and hearing how she was defining herself and how she was resigned to the fact that that was who she was and that's just the way she is, no, no, no. And once we looked at how she could change all of those things, bit by bit, each of the things that were holding her back. When we we drilled down, Either with her or with any client when I drill down what's at the root of virtually everything without exception is what we're thinking about it, what we're saying in our heads. And that is the one thing that actually we're in charge of. That is the one thing that we can control, it's the one thing we can change. Um, we can't change what another person might think of what we're wearing when we've seen out on a run. It's none of our business what they're thinking. We'll never know what they're thinking. And what does it matter if they're thinking anything? Because actually the majority of people got far more bigger things on their mind. Um, They're worrying about their own stuff. Even if they give us a two-second thought about, oh, I don't like that top, or oh, I like the way she's got her hair in that ponytail, or gosh, I wish I could run like that. There are a million possible thoughts that that person might or might not have about us as we run past them, or we pass them in the shops, or whatever we're doing. But we'll never know what they're thinking, nor does it change anything, nor is it fact, is only their perception, if they've had a thought at all. And if they have had a thought at all, it's fleeting. It will be gone within seconds. They'll be busy thinking about, oh, I didn't, oh, I forgot to go to the bank or I didn't pick up any milk or must make that phone call or whatever. It would have come into their mind and gone again as fast as it arrived. Um, so don't, we mustn't hold ourselves back for fear of what someone may or may not think about us because it doesn't make any difference anyway. It's not important. Um, So first, we've got to stop worrying about what people might think about us. Might is a big big word there. Um, And secondly, be mindful of how you describe yourself. Be mindful of how you define yourself. Um, When I hear people say, yeah, but I'm I'm an eternal... Uh, pessimist. I'm a nigger. I I prefer it that way. My my wife calls me cynical, but I prefer it that way. You don't get disappointed then, do you? Do you want to feel like that for the rest of your life? You're accepting it because you've labelled yourself that way. But is is that the way you want to be? Is that the way you want to think? Is that the way you want to feel? Because don't forget, whatever we're saying in our head, our thoughts affect how we feel. And if you're feeling unhappy or discontented or anxious or stuck or frustrated or um, concerned or whatever it is, negative. If you're feeling anything negative at all, then rein it back into what you're thinking about it, what you're saying in your head about it. Question that reality and change that reality. Change it. See it from a different, you know, how could how can I think differently? How could I view this differently? How could I turn this right around on its head um, and see it from a totally different angle? If I were a person stood over there looking at this issue, how what might they see it? Put yourself in somebody else's shoes on how they might view it and try it out. It's like changing a, changing a jumper. Try on a different jumper. See how it feels. Um... So try out a different thought. Try out a different um, pattern. And, and don't forget, it takes a while for that to stick. So you may forget it the next day, but keep saying it to yourself. Um, this is the perfect opportunity when you're doing this, by the way, to use your book. The book that I suggest everybody has, the little notebook. Um, and keep logging your progress. Write down what you were thinking write down what you'd like to think um there's something going on in the bushes here i do not know what this noise is but there's something massive like loads and loads of deer or something i don't know what we're about to come upon but there's huge kerfuffle in the wood here that my dog's just gone after um oh by the way big news on the dog front we've had a new addition to the family Uh, we've had a little puppy arrive this weekend um, very, very sweet little baby pup, baby dog. She's tiny. Um, so, uh, eventually when she's a little bit older and had her jabs, there will be two of them with me. Um, so back on course. So use your journal and write down every day what you have noticed you are saying in your head, what it's doing for you, how it's making you feel and how you could change it. Um also with the client yesterday, the other thing that helped her hugely was hearing herself say it out loud. Once she heard herself voice those worries to me and we had a little bit of a laugh about them and we talked about them. Um once she got them out she and we we discussed how helpful they are or where they've come from, what they're doing for her, what effect they're having on her how false they are, how unhelpful, etc. She was able, and is able now, to start working on them. All the time she kept them in her head privately. Um, They were just whirring around like a washing machine on wash. Um, Just constantly, just turning around, turning around. They They weren't going anywhere. They weren't doing anything except holding her back. The moment she voiced them, shared them, looked at them got them out and looked at them um, she can now do something about it so not only can you do that via your notebook but I would suggest you do it with maybe a mate a friend a loved one or a coach Um, a coach is particularly helpful because they won't just pat you on the back and say, it's okay. They will. Um, the power of coaching is to move you forward, to help you get strategies and ways and techniques of actually changing it, not just resigning yourself and accepting it, but actually doing something about it. So if you are, or your loved one is struggling with all of these areas that I've said For example, that I struggled with when I was younger and don't now. Although uh, we're all human and it's work in progress. I will continue to work on this for the rest of my life, just as anybody will and should and can. And um, I don't often use that word, should, as many of my clients know. But here I will. um, Because you are continuing to grow and we've got to continue to grow. Um, As I said to her yesterday, we have to keep working on our minds and keep having a tidy up, keep having a spring clean, just as we would our house um, or even the garden. We wouldn't just mow the grass once in the spring and then that's that for the rest of the year. Well, some might, (laughs) but the majority of people don't. Or we wouldn't just go to the gym once and then think, right, I'm ready for a marathon. It's work in progress. Um, So... We constantly need to be checking our thoughts and our habit thinking and how we're pushing ourselves or not how we're helping ourselves or not etc so um, that notebook that you have keep keep it close to hand keep recor- recording the thoughts and keep changing them or work with somebody and or work with somebody and or get a coach and what you've done by making that phone call or sending that email and enlisting the help of a coach is you've actually said to you, your subconscious right I'm going to sort this out I'm going to change this I'm going to improve this I'm working on this and so you're already halfway there because your subconscious now knows that and is working with you as a team now so of course it goes without saying that I would happily work with you if that would be appealing? Um, if so, if you just want to contact me and chat about how it might help then do, you don't have to book in straight away, just phone and we can talk it through. The best way of doing that is to go on the website and uh, just make contact, press the contact me button, which is, um, the website is wwwmilestone coaching co.uk, and we can just discuss what what areas you'd like to work on, and uh, whether I can help. The last thing to end with is to say that uh, I'm also thinking of doing a group coaching on Zoom, uh, so that anyone in any part of the world can get involved. Um, it opens it up really. I have a lot of one-to-one clients locally to me. Um, But I realised that there's a frustration there that not everybody who listens is in the UK and Hampshire. By far, actually, over half of my listeners looking at the analytics are abroad. So um, I'm putting together an online uh, approach to coaching where we do it in groups. That makes it much more achievable financially for everybody um, because the cost is shared. But it also means that you learn from each other, you get so much from other people's uh, shared experiences. So you hear what they're, they're struggling with or what they're thinking or what, what they've, how they've overcome something or what strategies they're using to tackle things. And you share these. It's not gonna be vast because I don't want it to be overwhelmingly frightening for people who have got uh, some self-doubt and some confidence issues. So it's not going to be terrifying. It's going to be small groups of, say, I I haven't worked it out yet, but I would like to keep them to around about eight so that you can all get to know each other and uh, we can work as a group together. So it's not overwhelming or terrifying. It's actually really helpful Um, over a seven-week period. uh, So a course of seven weeks, weekly, So again, um, drop me an email if that is something you would rather do. www.milestone, that's M-I-L-E-S-T-O-N-E, milestone-coaching.co.uk. I'll say that all in in one way without the spelling now. www.milestone-coaching.co.uk. You can contact me about anything on there. Um, And I will just wish you a really, really strong, confident um, week where you push yourself forward. Don't hold yourself back. Push yourself forward and enjoy your progress. Um, So take care. Have a great week. And I'll speak to you on the next episode of Life Coaching on the Move.